Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast. Uh, it's joined today by me, Justin Woolen, your uh, host. Uh, and you can contact the podcast at, uh, at Justin Woolen on Twitter or email me at uh, justin.woolen at cisco.com. That's two O's and one L. Um, so today, what's the subject? So I've been joined by an illustrious, uh, another member of, our, of the team that I work in, in Cisco, uh, Peter Atkins. Hello, I think you're being far too kind there, but thank you. You're more than welcome, more than welcome. So um, Pete and I have been working together for a while and he's a, I like to say he's a fan of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and he was saying, well, and he's one of the guys in our team who's very uh, up on Cisco software and how we can uh, ask the value of our software that we put into our stuff our equipment, our tin, whatever you want to call it, uh, and how customers can buy that in a really smart and easy way. Because we're going through a bit of a culture change, a bit of a shift in the way things are at Cisco. And um, I've been here a while now, and we can be perceived as we're just a hardware company. We make hardware, and that's great. But what Cisco is is doing, or and Cisco what's doing, is we're trying to move towards being a, a show more value to customers and through the value of the software. So we're trying, what we are definitely moving towards is how do we show the value in the software? How do we get customers to um, adopt more value in that, or the features, the functionality in that software? So we're going through a bit of a train change at the moment. And Pete, being our, our resident expert within our team, I wanted to give an opportunity to talk to us around that and uh, talk us through how, can, how Cisco moving towards becoming a software innovation company uh, from being just a network hardware infrastructure company, as well as we do make other things uh, like data center security and collaboration. Yeah. But as a, as a networking specialist, uh, we wanted to focus on that piece as well. So, Pete, um, what's your thoughts on Cisco becoming a software company? Yeah, I think it's actually, um, you know, it, it's timely, right? So there's, there's some big changes that are happening in the market today. And, um, you know, being in the part of the business, as you well know, where we typically, we've always spoken about hardware. Um, to our customers, right? And I think from kind of conversations which we recently having, I think everyone is starting to find that actually, you know, whether kind of you're from one of our partners or from one of your customers, people are kind of questioning, well, you know, we know you can do networking, you know you can do the plumbing, you can do all that good stuff and that's amazing, but, you know, what impact is it going to make for me? How's it, how's it going to kind of, you know, re really bring some value or add some difference to what we've got today? And I think that's the key thing, you know, what in terms of what we do and how we're going to basically achieve things within business, you know, moving forward, how is software going to play a role in that, and how is our infrastructure going to, you know, continue to kind of support the evolution of organisations? Um, and as Cisco, we're kind of we are making this shift, and you know, it's going to be a process. It's you know that, that, that we're going through, but ultimately, I think you know that's where the value now sits. It's on the software stack. It's the applications, how they're actually going to impact um, customers today. Um, and you know, I think where we are today, uh, from when I last looked, we're around I think the fifth largest software business worldwide today. Everyone sees that we just produce tin and boxes, and what they kind of don't really think about because it's taken for granted is actually, well, every single box that we shipped, you know, whether it's a server, whether it's a switch, whether it's an access point, has software that's sitting on it. So um, yeah, so that that just to to to, to clarify that point is that if we We've done our own analysis. Is is that right? Yeah. Where if we if we took the value of our software that we sell with all our boxes, yeah. As in, you buy a box, a switch, 
it has a hardware component and there's software running on it and if you took the value of that software and added it all up together yeah. with all the other software components that we do such as webex and the collaborations software and and other things out there as well security software data center software that would put us into a market of about number five in the market yeah exactly that exactly that and i think you know that that it kind of makes sense that we start to look at actually how we develop a better strategy around our software kind of go to market mm -hmm. because you know when you are at that size then you know what it kind of shifts things and you know as i said we've 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 built some amazing technologies over the years mm -hmm. and now i think there's a appreciation and understanding in the market that actually you know what the sophisticated technology we know you can kind of do things but how are you going to make it simpler for me to do that and how are you going to make um, you know it much quicker for me to turn on some of those features and services and ultimately change my behavior slightly uh, uh, you know as a customer because I want to spend time you know doing you know stuff in you know pop B which is all around innovation as opposed to you know pop A which is just kind of keeping the lights yeah. on I need to make that change because I need to be competitive right and that's really kind of I think the power of us changing the way that we actually communicate and articulate what our value is so it's about aligning with our customers values and, and things that they are driven to do within their businesses instead of it being trying to bog, bog them down with it's just a hardware sell and going well how do I tie the innovation that I'm trying to drive my business to this purchase that I'm gonna make yeah totally. from, from an infrastructure but an IT infrastructure perspective yeah totally and I mean I think kind of the, the some of the rises which you've seen in that shift is um, you know, is, I think a good example has been kind of around wireless over the, you know recent yeah. years, because kind of everyone goes, well, Wi-Fi should you know just work. You should be able to connect to it, right? But yeah, well, <laughs> we'd leave to say that. Yeah, <laughs> we have done previous podcasts on how how, uh, how special Wi-Fi can be. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, but now people are kind of looking at, well, how do I actually get insights from that? How do I do something with the fact that I've just got these APs you know connected up? And we were talking like for years about kind of analytics and. I've certainly seen, you know, in, in kind of, I suppose, the last 18 months, a real uptick in actually, you know, customers approaching us, partners approaching us, saying, what are your capabilities? How do we have those types of conversations? And, mm. you know, when you break that down, what's that conversation around? They've kind of gone, right, Wi-Fi, tick box, we can do that. But I want this software capability that delivers me something which is actionable from a business perspective. Yeah, yeah. So if you take that from a Wi-Fi perspective, I mean, and I, I think in networking generally, isn't it? it it's, it's challenging because customers will go out there and... and I mean, they're judging everything on on its face value. Yeah. And it's very difficult for customers to go, well, how do I differentiate Cisco from the other vendors out there in the market? Because you all do the same sort of thing. Yeah. So it's about how do we differentiate itself from a software perspective? What are those features and functionalities do we put into the products? Uh, and that innovation is all in software. Yeah. It's, it's, as well as the hardware, obviously, we always talk about how innovative and how, how well made our hardware is it's about the software that runs on it that makes it really different yeah yeah okay. and i think you know to that point i think the bit the big thing that I, I i would like to think of um in terms of this change is that we've often in the past had so much capability um but actually kind of um you know the the mechanisms to you know purchase that has been fairly complex right so yeah. being able to shift our focus should actually make it much easier to do business with us. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, change, you know, brings in mm. complexity. There's always kind of, you know, that shift to something new, you know, that, that can always be a little bit challenging. But once you start to get your head around it, um, I think, you know, it becomes very palatable and it kind of, you start to see that it really makes sense. Yeah, because the one thing I, I always like to, to make a comparison of is, is when you look at Apple, yeah, where they make software or iOS or OS X, if you're good on the, on the Macs, yeah 
runs only on their hardware. Yeah. And, and you look at the market and they'll go, well, if I want a high-performing personal computer, I'm obviously willing to pay that maybe extra bit of money, I will go for Apple. Yeah. So you mean, so it, it, it's that perspective of, of they, and, and, and sort of people either like it or don't like it and then make the choice to shop somewhere else. But the, the ability of going looking at Cisco going, well, we make our own hardware and we make our own software to run on our specific hardware because we know we'll always get the best out of it and get yeah. the best performance for the, the customer. And then the other challenge, I can I can see where you're coming from, and I get and I have been from friends who, who work outside of Cisco and, and people I know who talk about licensing and how complicated it can be because they're trying to turn on this innovation, but because of the licensing, oh you have got you've got the licensing for this, but you haven't got the license for that. To unlock this in, innovation has always been really really tricky, mm. and becomes a real procurement nightmare. And you think, oh I thought, but I, the customer could be in a position where I thought I bought the right things to do this functionality and you yeah. realize they haven't done it so it can become quite frustrating yeah yeah and I think you know that that's a really good point because purchasing software and uh, purchasing solutions is fraught with suppose you know um, you know these kind of uh, the, the, the these ditches that people can get stuck in in terms of you know there could be budget constraints so they cut back on certain elements perhaps it's they cut back on certain elements of the support so that actually when a new software version gets released they can't make that jump to a, a new major release of that version mm. of software. Um, it could be that, you know, um, uh, pro, uh, product life, uh, through product lifecycle that actually we change direction and that product evolves to a new platform and being able to make that jump. So I think, you know, we, we always talk about um, wanting to kind of solution sell, um, but the, the real challenge is actually delivering that um, as often being just very, very, you know, fraught with complexities. I mean, you know, you can look at kind of the amount of work some of the engineers have to go through or the architects, you know, to actually put together these these bombs where you've got so many different factors around how you kind of meter, how you set the metrics, about how you define a license, how many licenses you might need for a particular piece mm -hmm. of software. And, you know, then the variations in the support. So what we're kind of trying to do is really say, okay, let's see if we can make this a bit more, let's see if we can make more sense of this, let's see if we can make some more logical alignments with actual software-based solutions that sit over our infrastructure and actually allow you to pick what the outcome is that you want and then underneath that everything is kind of pre-built and pre-packaged and it's you. already done for you so when you want to when you want to turn on a functionality yeah it, you know you've already got it yeah and I think the key there is consistency. Yeah. You end up with consistency across your entire And never the thing of, oh, yeah, we've got a massive, I don't know, for example, a big rollout project going on, and then you realise actually a huge part of it isn't going to work because you haven't got the licensing or that, because you're trying to turn on that functionality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I'm sure there's plenty of people, we might sound a bit cryptic, but there's plenty of people listening who have been working in and around Cisco for a while and maybe felt this frustration or the challenge or this yeah. challenge in, that, in this respect. Yeah, exactly. So when we... We've talked a lot about the challenges and talking about us becoming a software company and we talked a bit about innovation, haven't we? And I would like to spend a bit of time, but, but what is this innovation that we've been talking about? And, I, and I'm sure if there's been some regular listens to this podcast, we'll, in, we'll invariably uh, know of some of these innovations already. But can we can we spend a bit of time on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So, um, I mean, I think, you know, talking about the innovation piece, I think the first thing to say is that kind of part of the whole practice of us evolving our go-to-market with software is to actually ensure that people have access to that innovation um, and this is really kind of I think you know this is a, a, a real great test bed 
um, you know, for us, um, for, for our partners, you know, and our customers really to actually get familiar with an entirely new way of doing things. Um, and access to innovation really kind of allows us to support um, customers, partners, eliminate, you know, kind of erratic spend spikes in the future. You know, if you see something new that we produce, and you want to get access to that, you don't have to put your hands in your pocket again yeah. and spend and then, you know, go through that entire auditory process. Because there's process. nothing as frustrating as, you are like, when you buy something and then a couple of weeks later or months later, you can say, oh my God, it's just been enhanced. Yeah, exactly. And you go, oh, I wish I had that. Yeah. Because it could be, for example, it might be, I don't know, I always think about it from a car's perspective. You could buy a car and it has a bunch of software running on the car and then they go, oh yeah, we brought out this new, new funky feature on the car and you go, yeah. oh, I can't have access to that now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's in the next, because it'd be, you'd have to, it'd be in the next model up or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, that that's so true. So, you know, it's one of the things which I asked recently when I was with the manufacturer about actually their own business. And they were talking about um, some of the, the things they were doing with software and apps in the vehicle, etc. And they were saying that their Nirvana state is actually, it becomes a, a, con a, 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 it actually becomes in reality, everything in the software is something you take with you, to yeah. your point. So every time you get a car, you know, it's, um, it compels you to come back to work with that same manufacturer because it's basically the, the more you do with them, the better they know you, the more um, the, the more they deliver against kind of the value that, yeah. The, and, the, and it'd be very exactly. much individualized as well, isn't it? Because yeah. everyone drives their car in a different way. We all like certain features and functionality of a car, mm -hmm. but it'd be safe from a network because the one thing that's very consistent from our from a Cisco networks is only around about, I think on average, about 10% of the features are being used in the network but most customers all use a different set of 10% of features. Yeah. So yeah. having a, a individual, a, allowing a customer to have what's turned on in the network that adds value to them mm. is hugely is hugely impactful. Yeah, yeah. Without Massive. having to worry about putting my hand into the pocket every time being nickel and dimed, as the, as the Americans say, yeah. for what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Because we brought out a lot of, um, when we look at what the software innovation we brought out, and we've done podcasts on, on this previously, we talk about our network as a sensor or stealth watch acquisition about using NetFlow, yeah. um, which leads on to sort of other analytics in there. So um, application analytics, we have um, using that from a security perspective. We've also got sort of open DNS access to that. So there's huge amounts of functionality in the network, and you talk about energy-wise, which has been which which you had which we did a, a podcast not so long ago about as well, and there's so there's a lot of innovation in the network mm. that our customers want to get access to. It's just trying to work out what's the easiest way of doing that and allowing them to keep current and up to date, and actually when new innovations come or upgrades come, they go, I don't have to worry about have I got a license for this. I can go, I can just turn it on or yeah. I can just upgrade. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That, that is kind of, that is the, the, you know, the nirvana of exactly what we want to be able to deliver. And I think, you know, what's, there are a lot of customers um, out there today who are actually seeing that already. So you talk about kind of, you know, um, networks of sensor and the stealth watch acquisition. I mean, that was, um, you know, talking kind of, around this whole our whole value proposition around what's Cisco One software. When we launched that, you know, 18 months ago or so uh, for general market release, that wasn't a part of that. So, you know, customers who are purchasing, you know, their wired infrastructure or their wireless infrastructure then 
we're doing that on a premise that you know it was largely around a very basic kind of infrastructure you know offering things like you know network management network access control all that kind of good stuff you know wrapped into a uh, a bit like a meal deal like a mcdonald's yeah because yeah, yeah. right? it is isn't it yeah yeah go on yeah, yeah. so i mean you know it, that, that's exactly what kind of you know you're looking you're looking at in in that example you know you're going to like mackie d's and you know, if you if there are other fast food chains available. There are indeed. There's no <laughs> preference on my side, um, but yeah, you know, you, you want to go. I don't know buy a, a Big Mac or something. If you know you're going to be thirsty, um, you'll buy a deal, right? Because it's effectively yeah, more cost-effective than buying the burger and a drink, drink and some chips and some chips. Exactly, and you can you can kind of take that analogy for what we're doing kind of here. So you know, if you're going to buy network infrastructure you're always going to want to manage it and you're always going to want to secure it right yeah and security is such a big space that's just going to constantly evolve that they're going to be new capabilities and when you buy into that solution you want that you want what you've effectively invested into to be able to adapt to the market environment as things you, change around you and that that just completely insulates you from so from a software perspective then so you've, you've raised a really good point there isn't it is that customers will generally buy you don't just buy a network on its own you buy other things with it like you say about you want to manage it yeah i want to secure it yeah uh, when you think about from a wireless perspective you want to go well, okay i'll buy um, I want to buy some Wi-Fi access points. I'll buy an access point. I'll buy a license to run that access point. That will run on some sort of infrastructure, like a controller, maybe. Um, I'll buy security. So I'll buy some some um, authentication security software. I yeah. want to ma- and, and and as well as want to manage it as well. And I might want to do some enhanced things such as analytics and Wi-Fi analytics, which we which we've talked about previously. So there's a lot of stuff that a customer would buy in a fast food chain restaurant style thing of going, I'm going to buy these things anyway. Yeah, exactly. So there's got to be an easier way to do that. Because yeah. if I'm buying them anyway, why should I feel like I'm being nickel and dime for something that I have to buy? If, I, if I'm, I'm not going to just buy Wi-Fi on its own, I'm buying, like you said, a solution. Yeah. And so, the thing which I've seen, you know, over, I suppose, the, the last year or so, which has really kind of, um, I suppose, hit the nail on the head has been with procurement. Because obviously, you know, their goal to drive cost you know, out of, you know, mm-hmm. the customer's purchasing cycle. And, you know, th- don't get me wrong, there's lots of customers who, you know, lots of customers and partners who are very good at pulling all of this complex stuff together in terms of the hardware, the software, the yeah. licensing, and, you know, they pass over to procurement and order, you know, this is what we want to buy, and everything's there. But for so many of our customers, one of the things that kind of since we've started making the shift, I've become more aware of is actually procurement are kind of put a bit of a disadvantage they'll get drips and drabs of information through from kind of the architect team saying right now we want to purchase for example you know a bunch of land infrastructure so we'll buy a bunch of switches and then you know a month later they'll have a another request for actually now we want management so the thing is is that by by kind of offering them deals via cisco one and kind of in the conversations we've had by explaining to them what cisco one is they're able to say at, to kind of their architects and um, etc that you know what we want to see things in a Cisco one way, and the reason why is because you allow you bring the whole thing together. We're able to get better pricing. We're ultimately really delivering value back to the business and driving the costs out. So you talked very eloquently there and introduced something in there, yeah. which is Cisco One is our menu deal. It is. That's that's. I'm exactly sure there'd be people in Cisco cringing if they was talking like that, comparing it to it's a menu deal for from a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but it sort of is, isn't it? In the way of one of the value of it is, and that's what, and we've created this thing called Cisco One. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's, it uh, means anything other than it's just so- a nine software it's, bundling. It's software bundling. Yeah. It's 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 a way of making it easier to procure, easy to get value out of our system, so th- out of our software. So that's the thing. We've talked a lot about the software, and we talked about the challenges. We talked about the the benefits of being able to buy in a different way, and that's what Cisco One is is. That's from our perspective right yeah, okay that's that's exactly it and it, it's it's all about being able to bring together hardware and software but the great thing about it is that it's stuff that our customers would be buying anyway yeah so you're basically giving them this nice like you said this meal deal you know giving them better together pricing for effectively what they will buy so we're delivering value back to the customer would be much, much more cost effective than actually a lot of our competitors Okay. okay, and but what we're doing is that we're really enhancing that by you know that kind of concept in that meal deal, kind of the chips perhaps being free, the fries that you're getting with your Mackie yeah. meal deal, it being free. We're enhancing that with other software capabilities. So yeah. you know we might throw in energy management um, into that. You might get, for so example, like Open DNS for security. So something that you might not be want be wanting to buy to deliver now, yeah. but in the future you would then go. Do you know what we want to turn on? Uh, for example, StealthWatch, we want to enhance the security on our network. We wish uh, StealthWatch, we could turn on StealthWatch or network as a sensor, whichever one to talk about it, and be able to go, yeah, we can do that because we've already got that functionality. We've exactly. already got the licenses because we bought that when we bought Cisco One. Yeah, exactly. So buy it for what you need, but in the future, being able to go, actually, I can turn on more stuff with it now as well. Yeah, exactly. Because in a license, you may have, in kind of a Cisco One offer, you may have four five maybe different software pieces of software in there for, you know going from network management to kind of security um, cyber threat defense like you're talking about there um, you may have this variation but when you actually kind of break it down if you try to itemize it then in the main most of kind of the, the cost mainly sits with the predominant things that customers want today which is yeah. management and network yeah. access control yeah. so effectively you can look at the other elements as virtually being free I mean don't yeah. get me wrong it's not going to work like that in every scenario but you know it, it's such an enhancement from where we've been before yeah. um, you know and it's, it, it really does make a difference it yeah. really does and it is some of those examples of, of what you get with it it's like we talked about energy wise mm. uh, you talked about we get management you talk about access to um uh, to our uh, secure, secure, secure network s- functionality, such as using our ISE, our network as an enforcer, yeah. uh, for identity management policy enforcement, mm-hmm. uh, and then being able to enhance that even further with OpenDNS, yeah. and, and all that functionality there as well. And, and when you start looking at it from an analytics perspective, especially when you're looking at it from a Wi-Fi uh, side of things of being able to go right, well, I need a Wi-Fi network, well, I want an Wi-Fi network to be secure, I want it to be robust, but then you think, do you know, I wish I could get more value out of it. And you go, well, I can, because now I've got the analytical data. So, which we've talked about previously, about Wi-Fi analytics. And then going, I can actually use my Wi-Fi network for, for being able to measure room occupancy, for actual dwell times, getting so much more value out of it. that I wouldn't even have thought about that when I'm making my procurement. But when the business comes to it, I don't have to buy that. It's I've already got that functionality built into the network. Exactly. And that's a tangible benefit. And actually, for kind of the listeners today... You know, you can go on, um, you know, Cisco.com and you can look up, there's a case study for RSA, um, RSA and they've published a case study about how they've saved millions of pounds on real estate, effectively through their, because of their Wi-Fi deployment with 
because of the analytics they can get from that. And that has been delivered. That value's come from the software element. And, and, and from the software element, okay. And so when, you mean this, you, you've just brought me onto a point that, that got me thinking was about, oh, well, customers have done this. So I know there's, um, there's police forces that I've worked with mm -hmm. who've bought this. Uh, I think one of the force I was one of the first ones in, in the public sector environment who brought by procured by a Cisco one from a land perspective and now looking at utilizing so they're all looking at it to utilize the authentication peep fine mm -hmm. so that I'm going to keep my network secure but now they're looking using the license that they got from the energy management from Cisco energy management to build to drive another project yeah. so they've got a pilot for that running now already and we for example we've got a government department have just procured a whole lot of network infrastructure via Cisco One. So now they've got huge amounts of licensing that they've made savings because they've bought it all. To, they bought it all as part of Cisco One because they would have bought lots and lots of licenses for security, lots and lots of licenses for Wi-Fi. But they've got all that bundled in together now. And then the next step would be, well, well, how about turning on those Wi-Fi analytics? But how to, to because there's a huge campaign about different ways of working and making sure that people are utilizing the spaces and sharing offices and things like that. So the analytical information could be really powerful in that perspective. So yeah, there are a couple of examples that I just yeah. Seen. And I think you know that access to some of that capability, you know, it encourages creativity, right? Yeah. And kind of that creativity is what seeds, you know, like you were saying, you know, so someone started to use an energy management tool to actually offset costs, um, you know, for another project and, you know, actually be able to get get access to budget to do something which they may not be able to get access yeah. to. You know, that's, I, I think, you know, that's a real success story right there. Um, you know, that's something which, you know, you know you know, partner customer, you know, could be really proud of. They can actually tangibly show some real solid business value. And you know what, who would have thought that that would have come from fundamentally a IT infrastructure purchase. Yeah. Right? So, and that's the great thing, isn't it? That they can come back and say, right, okay, you might have an initial appointment to, to roll out a, a, a land replacement, but be able to go five months, six months, a year's time going, do you know what? you know we've got a whole lot of licensing here that we can we can start turning on more functionality yeah. and not have to go back to procurement and go can we we need some more money yeah but you can even start even to if, even if it's a matter of getting the pilots up and running yeah. to prove that something works that is adding value to your business yeah. which helps build the business case to then go get more value uh, to be able to go back to procurement going actually we've got a business case here that's built on real data from running pilots that was free because of the innovation that and the free licensing that you've got or the nearly free I wouldn't say everything's free no, but, but, but the book could be perceived as no cost at time of purchase yeah yeah exactly and I think you, 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 you've mentioned something there which I'd just like to kind of zero in on a little bit and that is that you know you mentioned about kind of the pilots and part of some of our new offers around Cisco One is actually about the adoption um, of some of these software elements so for example you know the, the customer may want to be you know turning on something like energy manager mm. but they may not had any previous experience or previous exposure to that so you know we've actually made available you know dollars or pounds you know depending on where you're listening to this from um, available basically to our partner community in some of the Cisco one um, offers to actually support um, you know the adoption of some of these things so we can actually you know put skin in the game and support you know, yeah. kind of customers and partners turning on some of these capabilities. You know, we're not just saying, oh, here's a load of stuff and walk away. You know, we will invest, we will invest in you. And I think, you know, that, that whole kind of conversation of us putting skin in the game, I think, you know, it ties in quite nicely to this conversation around, you know, risk. Because in Cisco One, it's not just a matter of, you know, you've got to 
buy it all up front today you know we're going to be um, offering subscription models and i think you know that's another way of actually us putting our skin in the game because instead of customers having to you know invest all this money into this you know infrastructure there actually there's an expectation that they can offset some of the risk and that the vendors participate more in some of the risk oh wow uh, moving forward and subscription really helps us do that um because you know they're paying on a you know a term based um, for a solution as opposed to paying for it all up front so they're yeah. ultimately able to kind of get value back um, wow. and kind of you know um, uh, you know and itemize that because that leads articulate that. but that leads me on to another part of cisco one which is about sort of you talk about subscription mm. and support yeah as in software support mm. you buy a buy a product uh invariably you buy some support on the software because you want to get the updates which is quite a common thing. Yeah. So customers can always get access to the innovation. The interesting thing is that what then happens at the time of when I need to buy new infrastructure? My interest is I've had it for maybe five, six, seven, eight, eight years. I mean, on average, I think from a, a lot of switches are sort of between eight and 10 years before customers throw it out because it's such hopefully good quality kit that they don't, they don't change it. And, mm. it. and it's only when they have to. But when it comes to hardware change time, is there something else that we get from Cisco One that? Yeah, so I mean, the, 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 one of the kind of key things, so I think, you know, just talking about Cisco One and kind of giving its marketing strap lines right, is that you get access to this whole concept of ongoing innovation. So new software versions, you know, customers are insulated yeah. from roadmap changes, all of that good stuff. And we talked about that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, there's this, this, there's this concept of license portability. And that is, you know, I think that is so important know if you know you don't want to spend your money every time you have to do a refresh on the same old stuff so if you buy a whole infrastructure and you buy for example you know land switching or a bunch of you know data center um, services switching or infrastructure every time you do that do you really want to pay for the software stack on top of that you know it's fundamentally pretty much the same yeah, thing yeah. and you bought the licensing right for example wireless you yeah. say right I bought a, a wireless solution APs a controller management all that sort of stuff and then go, right, in five years' time, I need to change it because it's new innovation, new technologies out. I need to have to buy all my licenses again. Exactly. You just take it with you so it becomes portable across generations. So in Cisco One, those licenses are mine. All I need to do is buy new controllers and new APs because they're faster, quicker, just because of the way of things go with Moore's Laws. and that's Exactly. And you can just drop that on top and you've got all that capability. So you can take perpetual ownership of that licensing. But it also means apart from kind of just you know, the generations of hardware as people refresh, they can, you know, they can repurpose licensing in other places in the business. And I think, you know, that is something which I've seen so many customers struggle with, you know, shutting down branch offices, you know, um, you know, consolidating certain sites, etc. That whole kind of, you know, whether it's, you know, through that or mergers and acquisitions and they grow, they may want to actually reutilize certain capabilities that they, they've got. And it might mean, you know, enabling a bunch of functionality that's on the opposite side of the globe. Well, they're not going to ship all the kit over there because perhaps they don't need to. Perhaps they're going to trade that in against a, um, a refresh program, you know, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, a refresh program locally. Um, and they just want to say, right, well, we've got the licensing. Mm -hmm. We want to turn on that capability in a new site over there. Let's just reuse. We and you can use the licensing license. because the license is yours and it's yours to use in whichever way you, you choose. Exactly, exactly. Right, okay. And that, you know that, that that I think you know operationally makes a big difference. And that so and then when you can look at cost of refresh, it's going to be considerably less. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not having to pay for the software anymore. You just buy new hardware. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to get this the right analogy. I always try and get to a car analogy somewhere. But it's for example, um, you buy a car, 
and you pay for X amount of extras on there. And because you've maintained a service contract with that garage, at the end of the, say, three-year period, they go, okay, you can have the next, the new model of that car and you're going to get all those extras for free. Exactly. I know if it's, it's a great it's, analogy. It no, sort of hopefully paints a bit, a bit of a picture. Yeah, exactly. But I think fundamentally, the essence of what you're trying to say there is also is also true. And you know what I think, it, what I've seen, there's, there's been a little bit of confusion as well. Actually, talking about support, um, you know, both from kind of thinking hardware support, software support. Um, I've actually kind of from my conversations, I found that a lot of customers just see support from Cisco SmartNet. Yeah. So, you know, you talk to them about Cisco One and supporting the software, and we call our software support Swiss. Um, you know, it kind of raises a bit of a flag. They're like, what is this new, this new itemized element that's here that I potentially don't believe I've seen before? And what I actually think is that what's actually coming through in that is the fact that, you know, we have just seen Cisco support as being one thing. It's SmartNet, it's, you know, TAC access or whatever. Mm. Um, and you know, there, there's been a, you know, certainly with customers I've spoken to, there's been a bit of an education process just to make sure they're comfortable with it. That actually, you know, what it's predominantly in many in essence is the same. Um, you know, software support is hardware support. Um, you know, in the fact that you do get TAC access, so you know you've got people on the end. But of it's the a TAC access, access on the software too. as well, isn't it? Because the difference of exactly. do I need do I need support on the hardware? And that's the question to have, and especially where you look at things such as Cisco have is enhanced limited, enhanced limited lifetime warranty, yes. which basically means while you, if you're the original owner of the equipment, if the hardware fails, we will replace it. Yeah. And you can still take software support on that, which then allow, in, 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 via Cisco One, because then you still get access to all the in innovation, so all the upgrades, yeah. access to new functionality and features. You then get access to that when it comes to refresh time yeah, of, license of portability. Li yeah, license portability. Yeah. And then at the time of purchase as well, you get all the extra licenses with it as well. Exactly. So you ne customers need to think about that from that perspective. That yeah. You mean it is separating the hardware support and the software support as well. Yeah, and that, that, that's, all we, that's what we're doing. I mean, you know, software support's been around for ages, but I just wanted to call that out because I've, I've seen it, the confusion it can sometimes cause because of just terminology, right? We just try and keep things simple. So it's just, you know, the language, the way we articulate yeah. stuff. But once kind of customers understood, oh, right, you know, I, I see that it's just TAC access for both. And, you know, we're talking enterprise hardware, enterprise software. I'd want to support I just sort of confirm you're not saying TAC access. Because as, as a techie, I'm going, what do you keep saying TAC access for? And it's TAC access, which, tac is, access. which is our Cisco TAC, is our sort of world-class, world-leading, uh, 24 hours a day, follow the sun uh, support team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. So, Pete, just, just in summary then, so if I've got this right, we're, soft, we're, we're moving towards selling the value of our software that, we, that contains huge amounts of innovation. And the best way for our customers to get access to some of this, to this innovation, whether it be enhanced security, energy management, analytics, um, the ma management licenses, wireless licenses, all that sort of thing, is, is to, 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 when you're looking at procuring, uh, or looking at a, to, to engage with Cisco on, an on, a, on a project that you're working on is always challenge us on Cisco one, ask about it. So when you, when you challenge our, our, our partners, whoever, and you ask for Cisco one, you want to look for those three things of that license portability, access to innovation, and that software support that really helps to increase the total cost of ownership by reducing the actual procurement amount at time of refresh. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does indeed. Okay. And um, one of the things I'd, I'd call out is that because it does come up, you know, 
people are, you know, they hear about this and go, well, what if there's, you know, when they're talking to their partners, but what if I own some of the software already? Oh. Um, and I think that's... that's oh, you've been, really as in I've already bought some stuff and I want yeah. to buy some more? Yeah, so, you know, I may have network management, Cisco, from you already, yeah. and you're telling me that I can get all this stuff together. Um, I thought it'd just be, you know, it's worthwhile to call out that, you know, there's there's ways in terms of which we structure these offers and we can basically offset anything that you've purchased historically. So um, you can go back. So if I bought, if I, last year I did a half a network refresh and I'm trying to, and I've got budget now to do the second half, but I go, oh, but Cisco One's been invented now. Yeah. I can go back retrospectively. Yeah, and that pull, that, pull that into the Cisco One world, but what we won't do is we won't charge you again for something you already own, right? Yeah. So we'll t- take that cost out and we'll offset that against okay. what we're purchasing so there's a So there's, there's a deal to be had there in the sense of bringing your old stuff on, yeah. increasing the and, and also if there's licenses that you haven't bought and you bought and you retrospectively put on something on Cisco and you'll get those licenses as well yeah yeah so wow okay Pete thank you very much and no, thank you for being pleasure. so you mean all I like to say to the listeners that Pete is very passionate about Cisco and he's our he's the uh, the evangelizer for our team and for pretty much most of Cisco in the UK so um if, if you listen to this and you're interested in Cisco One, you can go to uh, cisco.com forward slash go forward slash Cisco One. That's yeah. O-N-E, not number one. Yeah. Figure one. <laughs> um, if, you, if, if this sounds interesting and you have a, you know somebody at Cisco uh, from a, like your account manager or something, like ask them. Yeah. Definitely. Challenge them. Challenge the, the, maybe the partners that, that you work with. Say, look, I want to buy this Cisco One. Can you tell me more about it? And hopefully they'll all end up coming back, to, either come back to us or we've already talked to them about it and they know that they can talk to you a bit more about it and maybe something specific for you. So, Pete, thank you very much for your time. No worries. Thank you very much right. for having me. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, if you want to contact the podcast, you can uh, tweet me at, at Justin Woolen or email me at justin.woolen at cisco.com. Mm-hmm.